Join Scotty and Hans Tuesday from noon to 3 at 7211 South Plaza Center Drive in West Jordan. They're going to be a Bright Star Wireless. Customers that visit will receive a free liquid screen protector for your Android or Apple device while supplies last. Also, don't forget to ask about the iPads for $99.99. Bright Star Wireless Tuesday with Hans and Scotty. All right, time now to talk Utah football with Kyle Gunther, the red and the blue. Kyle joins us on the Sprint Special Guest Line. Get $100 off the redesigned Apple Watch 4 with a new line of service. Visit the local Sprint store near you. Kyle, good morning. DJ, how are you? Good morning. I am getting myself worked up for a big weekend. of. Eh, it's not that big weekend of football, is it really? <laughs> it's Arizona. As a player, were you just... So happy to play football that you didn't care about the team across from you? Or did you have problems getting worked up for some games? Now, if you have a problem getting worked up for a football game, football's not your thing. So it's not realistic to say, oh, you know, this team is bad. You know, will the Utes overlook Arizona? But there's no denying it. When you're playing a ranked team, let's say it's on the road, you understand what that hostile environment is. You can tell on film how talented a team is. And there's just a different level of preparation. But perfection is something that everyone is striving for in football. It's, it's rarely, if ever, been done. I guess Zach Wilson did that last year in the bowl game. But other than that, typically you don't see perfect performances. But as a player, when you're going against a team that's got so many bad plays on film, like Arizona has just mistake and lazy play, you think, I want to play well. I want to play maybe the game of my life. That's what you think when you play a team that you was bad on film. But, no, football's about needing to hurt people. And every single week, every fourth day, that that week during the season, you start to get that itch. got to hurt somebody. You can't do it on campus. You can't do it after practice. You wait. for You long for Saturday for a chance to knock somebody's eyes in the back. And you do that to on a team that is struggling. So, as an offensive lineman, it comes down to that, doesn't it? You're just begging them to call run plays. Listen, I know they can't defend the pass a lick, but let's remember who they are, and I want to pile drive somebody seven yards downfield. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and Arizona's front seven struggle. Their linebacker, uh, they're out of position a lot. Their second mistakes. Uh, you know, it was, it was weird. The Oregon game from last week, Oregon threw the ball a ton to Arizona be. Arizona couldn't stop it. I'm not sure the Utes are going to do that. Uh, Tyler had a great day against UCLA because UCLA trying to play man coverage and they can't do it. Arizona, they can't play man coverage. They barely do it. They try to back into a zone, and I bet Tyler Huntley is going to have some success doing that. But Arizona made a mental mistake, I think, on the third play against Oregon, second or third play. Just a complete blown coverage. Oregon gets a 75-yard touchdown play, but no, I think the youth are going to run the football that they've done the, the majority of this year, and I think that's going to be the game plan early on against Arizona. But uh, don't be surprised if the youth try to start fast here. Normally the youths are very conservative. Uh, if we were to make a box analogy, the youths are trying to feel out their jab in the first couple of possessions. This Arizona team is primed to make mistakes, mental mistakes, not just physical mistakes. They're in the wrong position, so... Maybe the Utes do come out and start trying to throw the ball, trying to mimic what Oregon did. Although, man, Justin Herbert was so sensational, so sensational the ball last week. That may be easier said than done. 
Do you buy into the thought that a team that's got a big game a week or two out needs to play well now, get momentum, or every game is its own deal and that doesn't matter? You just don't have the ability when you're 19 to have the foresight or even the five sight to look ahead and to realize the context of things. So the Utes have a massive game up against Oregon in the championship game, or they got to match up in the potato bowl coming up in a couple of weeks, too, because if they screw up a couple of weeks, the Utes are not going They're not going to the championship game. And Kyle Whittingham is going to make that obvious. Now, Eric, Colorado are a bad football team. So it is reasonable to expect these young guys, youth team, to start looking forward to bowl games and bowl gifts and all that. Think about last year. Colorado, and they sealed up Pac-12 South, uh, the best season since being in the Pac-12. They get to face Washington again, the rematch in the Pac-12 championship game, and then, whoop, they forgot BYU still cared about rivalry. BYU went up 20-3 to at half, and what was it, or 20-3, I think, at half? And then it was 27-7, to and the Utes were up in because they had a year ago. But that was the first time they ever won the South. And I, I think you can give the youth a little bit of leeway there. There were some guys that obviously forgot. BYU is really hard regardless of their record. Well, that seemed like it was only a matter of time before that was going to happen. His cell was a little scratchy there for a while. Yeah, exactly. So uh, n- now it's time for you to just try to build what they've done the last couple of weeks. They'll focus uh, – avoid what the year ago because trying to look forward so I think it was just because it's a scenario for the youths to be and now they've done that they have expectations Kyle Gunther joining us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone uh, do you care about anything else happening in football right now or as a youth I mean like Ohio State Penn State theoretically right that game could impact the path to a playoff. Are you following that at all? Do you think there's a shot at that or brand names rule and it's a long shot and you're just going to watch the Utes? Oh, I'm, have you watched LSU this year? They are amazing. Uh, their quarterback, Burrow, I mean, he can make throws that a lot of guys in the NFL can't move. Every single starter on LSU's offensive and defensive line is going to the NFL. Asking from a, a global standpoint, DJ, Vomited right in the first quarter, watching the Colts and Texans. I believe it was the first drive for the Colts. Maybe it was the second drive. The rest held two holding calls in three plays. Both of them were bushly. And I realized, oh, oh nobody cares. Yeah, Yox, see if you can get him on a landline there because he's scratching and cutting out, and there you go. All right, Kyle Gunther, the red and the blue, joining us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. He's right about LSU. And I actually heard a Ute fan say this yesterday. That they want to go to the Rose Bowl because they don't want any part of LSU in the Peach Bowl. And I thought, man, there's a portion of the Ute fandom who does not want to hear that. Give us a bite of the apple. Give us a shot at the big dog. We'll take our chances. I get you both thinking that. What kind of year do you want? You've been Fiesta, you've been Sugar. If you've been a Ute fan for 20 years, it's like the rose just, it closes the loop. It's the circle. It shows we've arrived. Although there's an interesting thing happening in the rankings we have to talk about, about the power of brand names and how college football just sucks up to the power teams. But we'll get to that in a minute. 
first, we got Kyle back here. Kyle, you back with us now? Yeah, sorry, I was sticking my head in the microwave. I apologize. Okay. You were talking about you watched an NFL game after you were talking about a bunch of college football. What was your point there? Well, if, if we're talking about football in general, it's changing because the, the Colts offensive line has been pretty good this year. They got called for, I think it was back-to-back holding penalties last night. And so football's changing. You can't hit anybody over the middle. Refs are trying to call holding calls. It's nonsense. They need to eliminate the holding call. Here's what they really need to do. In the NFL and in college football, take the referees' microphones away. If you have to show them on TV, let them make the quick call. Make them, you know, let the refs make the hand motion to the crowd and then move on from it. Because every time these refs throw their flag, they know they're getting camera time. So maybe this is too much of an aside. But how about this? Let's all agree, stop showing the referees, and the games will speed up by an hour. But to your point, though, about what's left on the college football front for the Utes, no, if they control, uh, they control their own destiny. If they win out and beat a very good Oregon team in the championship game, there's nothing left for them to do. And we'll see if there really is a Pac-12 bias then. But, no, there, there's still a few storylines left in college football. I mean, I'm interested still in – Who's going to win the Heisman? Is it? I, I mean, a, a lot of people say it's going to be Joe Burrow from LSU, but no, the Utes are on the verge of accomplishing something that they've never done before, and it's all in their hands now. So I, I don't think it necessarily matters who wins out. And I, if the Utes are, what will that be, 12 and 1 12 and at one. that point at the end of the year, I, I got to assume that they're in that fourth spot. See, the thing is that everything about this is rigged for the brand names and the power teams. And if you want an example, check this week's rankings from the committee and look at the Big Ten. Minnesota just lost their first game, right? They have beaten yep. Penn State head-to-head and given Penn State throwing the loss. They're both 9-1. and one. Penn State is ranked above Minnesota. And I'm a conspiracy theory guy, okay? Ohio State is going to go undefeated and go in the playoffs. The Rose Bowl is going to take the, take the next highest-ranked team. They want Penn State, not Minnesota, because Penn State's got a brand name. There is no reason that if two teams are 9-1, and one, like Penn State and Minnesota, that the team that lost the head-to-head game should be ranked higher. But they are. And I'm a conspiracy theorist. I think it's because the Rose Bowl wants Penn State, not Minnesota. Of course they want Penn State. And not Minnesota. Of and course they would want. Of uh, course, the playoff is going to want an SEC team, not a Pac-12 team. That is the whole basis of what. And a lot of you fans buy this, but there's a certain percentage that's lighting PKNA up on Twitter. But that's exactly the same mindset that is going to put a 12 and one Ute team in the Rose Bowl instead of in the playoff. I'm afraid, and maybe yeah. I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong about the conspiracy theory. But I look at Penn State, Minnesota, and think there it is, living, breathing, right there. Well, it's not a theory. It's about these bowl games are trying to make money. And you tell me the greatest Minnesota gopher football player in history. I'll wait because I can't think of one. Nobody cares about Minnesota outside of the Thousand Lake uh, area or whatever. So, yeah, there's absolutely a bias because football is about getting the best product out there. Now, the the theory in favor, you know, the the thought process in favor of the Utes would be the Pac-12 has missed out on the playoff every year except for, I believe, the inaugural Uh, season of the playoff. They've been in twice. Okay, yeah, they have been in twice. Well, there's been so much complaining about whether or not the Pac-12 belongs or not. If it comes down to a coin flip scenario, I think they'll put the Utes in to say if the Utes accomplish what they need to, or Oregon, either way, I I think the committee will say, let's put the Pac-12 in and let's see if all this is warranted. You have uh, sort of an easy target for the rest of the college football landscape. But also, there's a reason 
college football powerhouses are at the top of college football. You mentioned the brand name value. Go back 15 years, and a lot of those names are the same. Texas, Oklahoma, Florida. Florida State's dropped off. That's a weird one. But, yeah, uh, LSU, Alabama, Auburn. You know, These programs are powerhouses because they have spent the money. They have invested in their programs for 20 years. So, yeah, it's great that the USF all of a sudden rose up a couple of years ago. It's great this year. Yeah, Minnesota's having a great year. I don't even know if Minnesota has an indoor practice facility. So you've got to pay to play, and there are programs that are investing in doing that, and, and the rest of college football recognizes that because it is a better product. You know, everybody talks about David versus Goliath. What about Goliath versus Goliath? And that's what college football is going for. They, they want the biggest matchups possible. So since you dared me to find the greatest Minnesota Golden Gophers of all time, you remember Eric Decker, the Denver Bronco wide receiver? Did, did he go to Minnesota? Third no, round know. pick, yeah. Okay. Golden they Gophers. A, uh, Minnesota had a center that won the Remington maybe 10 years ago, Elijah Schlesinger or something like that. I forget his name, but he was cool. I remember that. <laughs> I remember. I always remembered Marion Barber the third because there aren't a lot of guys in the NFL named Marion, nor are there a lot of the thirds. And he was both, and he was a Gopher before he was a Cowboy. But you're well, right. There you go. They don't have a lot of big names, and they don't have a lot of guys you remember, uh, and so they're they're not one of the sexy names. And Penn State to the Rose Bowl. And the funny thing is, Ute fans are like, oh, I'd rather play Penn State than Minnesota. Wait a minute, that's the attitude that could sink Utah. Stop it. But. We can't because it's actually how college football works. It just does. Yeah, and don't forget, too, in 08, there was a lot of people that said the Utes had no business being in the Sugar Bowl. Nobody Mm -hmm. wanted to watch that game because the average college football fan, and the average football fan is not on the West Coast. Right. The the overwhelming majority of football fans are in the Southeast, they're on the East Coast, and, and the reason is the weather's terrible over there. People care about football more. They spend more money on football per, you know, per capita than they do here on the West Coast. So uh, the youth shocked a lot of people in 08 when they beat up on a very good Alabama team in the Sugar Bowl. But I forget what the ratings were for that game. And I'd venture to guess that uh, the Sugar Bowl would have rather seen, I don't know, whatever the matchup. Was that Auburn was the other team that year? In, or maybe that was uh, – maybe I'm getting my, my teams wrong. But Yeah, yeah that I, was 04 for sure, Auburn. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, and I'm sure you know two SEC teams or an SEC versus a Big Ten team – would get you better ratings, but this is a Utah team that has the cachet of one of the longest tenured head coaches in college football. I think there's a lot of storylines that are working in Utah's favor. Uh, they can still be considered that, that underdog, but the Utes have allowed the fewest average yards per play in the entire Pac-12 era of any of the Pac-12 teams. Since the Pac-10 became the Pac-12, the Utes allowed the fewest yards per play. The Utes lead the nation in rush defense this year. This is legitimately the best Utah team that they've ever had. Kyle, we appreciate your time. Thanks for joining us. Enjoy the uh, what should be the blowout in Tucson Saturday night, and we will talk to you again next week. I'm with you. Thanks, DJ. Say hi to PK for me.